Hello. Oh, it sounds like a ghost. Ghost. No, I tell you what, say, uh, welcome to the beginning of the podcast, by the way, say space. Space. See, that sounds like Star Trek, doesn't it? Or even a bit, there's a bit of Vader in there. You're a rebel traitor and a lie. <laughs> Give me the... Pl- <laughs> what does he say? What's, what are the Vader quotes? What does he say, Darth Vader? I am you your know? father. Luke. <sighs> yeah, sorry, I'm done the breathing. He's got a breathing thing, hasn't he? <sighs> Luke. I am your father. It's not bad. It's not bad, is it? He doesn't, he doesn't say that afterwards. He would have to, like, chat in restaurants and stuff as well, wouldn't he? Like, he would, yeah. I'll go for the um, <laughs> tagliatelle, please. And is that uh, gluten-free? Because it plays heavily with my stomach. That's his little taste of what, what's to come in this podcast, isn't it? The, do you know, Darth Vader wouldn't have been quite as frightening or daunting if the rest of the universe had known that he was gluten intolerant. That's it. That's his weakness. <laughs> bread. Have you heard about Vader? Can't have bread. It's the show. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Bush and Richie here with the Home Time Show, the ultimate pre-lockdown party on a Monday night. Uh, tell you what, didn't kick off as a party. Uh, maybe understandably so. On uh, on Saturday was Halloween. Uh, I'd stocked up just in case. You, you just you couldn't tell what trick or treating was going to be like uh, this time round. You know, you did the pumpkins. Yeah. Did you put them out of the front of your house? Yes. All right, because that normally means. A bit True. like a pampas grass for a certain <laughs> open-minded adult. Yes, that yes. means come on over, doesn't it? If you got the pumpkin out the front, there were three out there. There were three out there, um, but uh, no knocks on the door. Not so one single knock. Not, not one <laughs> single. <laughs> not one single knock. Boo Radley's house. It's <laughs> <laughs> a killer mockingbird. <laughs> so uh, as a result, uh, the the massive Pyrex dish full of Haribo Star Mix. Oh. Now they were in the packets because I kind of thought a little bit about the COVID. All right, so it's all sealed. Oh, right, you want, like, grubby little hands rummaging around, isn't it? It wasn't going to, you know, it's all all, all taken care of. Yeah. It's all there. It's all there. So this morning, at the start of what's going to be, it's going to be an odd week, you know, whether you're talking, uh, you know, restrictions or you're talking US elections or that kind of... It's going to be a strange one. Uh Uh-huh. So at the beginning of what's going to be an odd week, the fact that there was still a bowl of Haribo Starmix untouched... For my grubby little hands, I tell you what, that's what's kept me going today. Uh, so where are they at the moment? The sweets are they my in the belly. house? All oh, right, you've eaten a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've eaten. I've eaten about seventy-five percent of the Haribo Star Mix that was meant for the neighbourhood on Saturday night. Just do us a favour. Don't keep them in the car. I just think it sends the wrong message. <laughs> <laughs> so what? You're like full of energy. Full of energy. Bouncing. Of are you absolutely bouncing as a result of it? Fried eggs, little jelly rings, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Beautiful. They're all inside me. Living so the dream. I thought it would be worth asking the question, what has powered your Monday today? It's a strange one, strange beginnings of the week. What has kept you going today? For me, it's Haripo Starmix. It might not be a food, might be something's happened to you, a nice positive thought. Emily says, the fact that I'm having curry for dinner tonight, but that I remembered to put beers in the fridge this morning, that's kept me going. That's preparation. It's good going. For me, right, this is unbelievable, uh, two pairs of jeans two different pairs of jeans yeah. in both cases I found 
two £10 notes oh, wow. in the Johnny pocket. That's incredible. Consecutive wearing of jeans <laughs> that I've just found on the floor in the lounge. I'm, I'm living the dream, 20 quid up. So what has kept you... Well, it's you it was yours anyway. I, I, I'd, I'd written it off. OK. <laughs> I'd written it off and now it's there. This is amazing. I'm going to try another pair of jeans, so I might be 30 quid up. i tell you what, I'm going to come round to your house. Actually, I can't now, can I? I was oh. going to have to take a pair of jeans. Well, we've still got time tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, we can't. We still can't. No, I still can't. Oh, a few people have come back in saying to, for you to be careful with the laxative effects of too much Haribo in a short space of time. Oh, really? Yes. You are wearing brown... Are you wearing brown chinos? You are. Brown... Be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> He's planned ahead. Yeah, but I won't be for Six Aside tonight. It'll be my last game of Six Aside for a very long time. Well, what a way to sign off. <laughs> Gary, it worked for Gary Lineker. <laughs> uh, so what has been keeping you going today? Uh, Sarah says, the birth of my new granddaughter, Tallulah. Cracking name there. Yes. And Jenny Rose says, the thought of a nice bubble bath before bed. Oh, I like the idea Lovely. of that. Might need one. Uh, Daisy says, uh, I'm going for a chip for my tea tonight I don't have to cook or do the dishes do us a favour try pie and chips I know fish and chips is what everyone talks about just give a pie a try that's a slogan Louise uh, yes you should work for the pie marketing thanks board. very much uh, what has been keeping you going Louise oh well this, uh, I've been worrying all weekend about my anatomy and physiology exam as I'm an apprentice for the East of England Ambulance Trust uh-huh. And uh, my result was 87%, and I'm really tough. <laughs> oh, wow, that's amazing. Needn't have been worrying. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I remember getting uh, a good result like that in an exam, coming back from school. I think it was like 85%. I told my mum, I got 85%. She asked me, out of how many? <laughs> God bless Jerry Bush. <laughs> Are you going to celebrate? I mean, this is something to celebrate. 87% is an amazing result. Yeah, I'm, I'm really tough. I'm not sure if I'm going to go for... A gin or a cider this evening. Oh. Hey, Bush, have you got a, uh, a coin in your pocket? You had a tenner in there earlier. Have you got a coin in your pocket? We can decide. I'm going to pull out a two-pound coin uh, for, for Louise because she's okay. got a good egg. So, so let's go, go, uh, let's go. Uh, Queen's Head, gin, because I reckon she'd like it. Yep. Cider, tails. You ready to go with this? Yep. It's tails. Ah, it's cider. Pine of cider. Cider it is. <laughs> Cheers, Louise. Darren from Bimfield says, I too found a tenner in my trousers this morning, but the wife claimed it, saying that she forgot to take it out before she washed them. Which is interesting. It, it makes me think that maybe the whole thing with finding money in jeans uh, has the same laws in it as maritime uh, salvage law. You know, if yeah, you find yeah, a boat yeah. or whatever. Finders keepers kind of Finders keepers, or maybe he should at least get a percentage of it. It's something. a good job you picked up your jeans before your Katie did. Exactly, she'd have had the money. Yeah. Salvage law, finders keepers. Different, Darren, uh, Darren Hanging on right now. What's kept you going, Darren? Uh, well, during the weekend shop, food shop, the wife bought some mince pies, so I nicked them and took them to work, and I've been eating them throughout work today, so I've had six of the 12 so far. Like, like a naughty Santa's helper. <laughs> well, if they're out early, take advantage. Six mince pies on the 2nd of November. It would keep you going, but, I mean, when you step to one side and look at it, I mean, that's end of days, isn't it? I don't know. I think now that we've got all this lot going on, I think anything goes. There are no rules. <laughs> that's a good point. There, there are no rules. Do you feel... How do you feel at the end of a day of eating all those mince, mince pies? Disappointed. Still got six to go. <laughs> <All> <laughs> Disappointed. <right. laughs> Disappointed in the fact you haven't done the whole lot. Yeah, I couldn't manage the whole lot. <laughs> He's not an animal. He's going to have them tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Loving it. What has been keeping you going through your Monday today? Lisa, what's it been for you? It's been Planet and Celestial Bodies. Is that a new Muse album? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Sounds like it, doesn't it? Doesn't it? What's all that about? Um, so I am a primary school teacher and we were introducing a new topic today at school, all through the space. 
So, well, look, I mean, if you're a primary school teacher, I think Bush and I are kind of like your target audience. So uh, give us one one fact about a planet or a celestial body that will make us go, wow. OK, um, one fact is that Pluto is no longer a planet. Right. It was declassified and is now a dwarf planet. Oh, wow, so things have um, gone kind of south for Pluto a little bit since the 80s and everything, do you know what I mean? It has, it has. It is still there, but it's now considered a dwarf planet. Wow, and, and what kind of project are they going to do? Are they going to make anything? I used to love making, like, you know, you used to turn a shoebox on its side and make, like, a... I don't know what it's called, but you used to make stuff in the shoebox, do you know what I mean? Will they be doing that with any planets or plasticine? Um, well, they do make Play-Doh planets this term, and... I am going to get them to keep a moon diary as well. A moon diary? Wow. Oh. I'm going to get involved with that as well. Can we join in? Yeah. What's that all about? You can join in with it. Yeah, what's yeah. that? What do we do? So all you have to do is every night you look up at the moon, yep. see what shape it is, draw and then when, well, obviously when the children come into school, they find out what it is, whether it's a new moon, quarter moon, half moon. And that is then, amazing. And then eat a Jaffa cake. And then eat a Jaffa cake. Jaffa, yes. We can bring the Jaffa cake <laughs> thing in as well. <laughs> Consider us involved. That's fantastic. Okay, brilliant. Home time with Bush and Richie. Okay, folks, this is huge. I've made a huge discovery about Italian foods. And now this is an expose that's going to blow the whole thing wide open. Uh, it's so big, I think I'm going to be put into witness relocation. Is that right? Like, like I've been a witness in a John Gotti trial. Uh, let me just say at the very beginning, I love spaghetti bolognese. It's one of my favourite meals. I always order it when I go to an Italian restaurant, back in the day when we could go out. And, you know, uh, when you think of um, spaghetti bolognese, you always think of the Italian greats, like Goodfellas or yeah. Godfather, the movie, or the Dolmio puppets, that kind of thing. <laughs> but here's my hot take on this. Spaghetti bolognese is better without the spaghetti. <laughs> let that sink in for a second. The spaghetti is holding spaghetti bolognese back and has been all this time. I'll go one further. Spaghetti bolognese is better with penne than wow. it is spaghetti. Wow, wow. All these years, spaghetti bolognese, has got, it's done brilliantly, isn't it? It's like in movies and stuff, and everyone knows. Every you go anywhere in the world, people know spaghetti bolognese. Think about how could it, good it could have been or the heights it could have hit if spaghetti wasn't holding it back. It's a very passionate argument. You know I mean? Very passionate argument you're putting together here. It's like, do you remember the Beatles got rid of, what's his name that the drummer won very Pete good? Pete Best. Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The spaghetti in spaghetti bolognese wow. is the peak best of the Italian meal world <laughs> in, in ingredients. I think even you, with the, with the passion that you've put this argument together it's with, huge. even you know you are on shaky ground here. I, I, I've, I've tested it. I've had bolognese with penne instead and it's a million times better. I'm, I'm about to release a white paper that you can download as a PDF at the end of the show, proving it. I've had bolognese with penne when I have no spaghetti in the kitchen, and yeah. it's fine. But to say that it's better is heresy. Now, I, I must hold my hand up and say here, I have Italian in-laws. Okay. For me to agree with you here, I <laughs> would have to go into witness relocation. <laughs> okay. I don't want to get you in into any trouble. You, you I'd know, be you know. in all sorts of trouble. You can't say it's better. But does anyone really enjoy spaghetti when you have spaghetti bolognese? Absolutely. It goes everywhere. There's no way you can have spaghetti bolognese on a first date because you've got to do that regurgitation thing, which no one likes to see anyway, where you're kind of opening up your your neck thing and trying to get the spaghetti down. It's just awful. I mean, it really is awful. I'd say, conversely, on a first date, if you're having spaghetti bolognese and it's going well and there's some kind of slurpage, you leave yourself open to your date being able to lean over and dab you affectionately with a serviette, my friend. Or give you a slightly saucy comment. Oh! Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I think... 
It's time up for spaghetti. It's, wow. it's spaghetti. I think this is last orders for spaghetti. Genuinely, okay. right? I'm just going to put that out there right now. Can't so. agree. Can't agree. Well, we'll we'll just have to agree to disagree on this. Eight, twelve, fifteen. If you would like to share your thoughts, Bush, you're an idiot. Sometimes you need to think before you speak. Says this text. Rowan says, 100% agree with Bush. Penne all the way with grated cheddar cheese as well. Uh, I totally agree. I'd rather have other pasta with bolognese than spaghetti. It's just so messy and a hassle to I'm eat so- it. I'm sorry. I just have to pick up on. Rowan's text you can't have cheddar cheese oh yes no, you can't oh, it's brilliant on it parmesan is what you're shaving on that you don't you don't get grated English cheddar I'm trying to help modernise the Italian food market I okay? didn't ask for your help well, they, well I'm there this is I'm <laughs> Alex Polizzi and I'm helping them out um, so look They've obviously made all the spaghetti. They've made a load of spaghetti, haven't they? It's in all the supermarkets and, and the back of people's shelves. Why don't we just stop spaghetti production, <laughs> use up our reserve, and then just call it a day? I put some in my click and collect that I'm picking up tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock today. It's, it's not happening, mate. Spaghetti bolognese is better with penne than spaghetti, and that is the God's honest truth. I am trying hard to stand up for spaghetti, uh, although I see stuff like this. Jan in Kidderminster says, try chop it up small with a knife and eat it with a spoon if you're struggling you oh. know, that is what I do I, when I eat spaghetti um, Katie hates this I'll, I'll saw it up into little pieces and then eat it because <laughs> I, I can't bear that bit where you what, what else in, in the world in, in human existence do you literally slurp up you know what like, I mean like a snake going into your mouth it's disgusting those licorice sweets that's it just that and spaghetti <laughs> and where are those licorice sweets these days <laughs> Uh, well done, Bush, for raising a real issue in the world today. Penny all the way. I never use spaghetti anymore. You could get a knighthood for this. Well, I do you know. It's early doors, we don't want to say. And this one says, I'm with you. Penny pasta and extra mature cathedral city cheddar finally grated over the top, which wow. Richie's horrified wow, about as well. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, let's go to the phone. Sam, what's your take on this whole thing? Um, I definitely think chips are the way forward rather than pasta. Penny's all good, but I'm a chip man myself. <laughs> right. Wow. So if I'm extreme, Sam is on the next level of. Uh, extremism here in terms of getting rid of spaghetti and replacing it with someone else on the spag bowl. Absolutely. And uh, and definitely with a cheddar cheese as well. It's got to be, 100%. So, so Sam, look, there's a, quite a few issues that you're blowing wide open here. So... No one's going to deny that adding chips to any meal <laughs> isn't going to make it even better. Yes. No one's going to deny that, all right? But let's go a step back. Spaghetti or the penne? Uh, from the two, I'd say penne. Good lads. Oh Good goodness. to have support in this issue as well. Isn't spaghetti a waste of time? I'm thinking of maybe this is it for spaghetti. I think I think the, the bubble has burst and people are seeing spaghetti for what it really is. Something that just gets well, is really difficult to eat. Do you know what I mean? I find the spaghetti never really drains properly. No. So you end up with a really watery bolognese and nobody wants that. Exactly. Here's what I'm going to come back at you with then, Sam. If you're having chips with it, uh-huh. right... Yes, yep. the spaghetti's not going to soak up as much as your penne will, but what are your chips there for? They are then there to go around that pasta bowl and mop up your your sauce. Uh-huh. Which the penne would have done. Me, you're not going to stand there and tell me that people want soggy chips. No way. Well, why do we dip chips? Why do we dip chips in mayo? Why do we dip chips in barbecue sauce? Why do we dip chips in tomato ketchup? What is tomato ketchup if it's not a ragu, man? (laughs) If you want to soak it up with something, use garlic bread. 
Oh, don't open up the whole garlic bread argument. We haven't got time for this. We're off air at seven. <laughs> I am with the likes of Roger, who's got in touch and says, you can't beat spaghetti. You just need to use a fork and spoon, roll the fork into the spoon. Your first date, you were talking about a first date. Who would eat spaghetti bolognese on a first date? It's madness. As Roger says here, your first date might love spaghetti and then you can both slurp together. Think about the lady in the tramp. Thing is, Richie, you've got Italian in your family. I think people have got to you. Do you know what I mean? This is like a big show trial, and I feel like people have got you. Uh, Darren adds, it can't be long before you're both trying a bolognese toasty live on air. Watch this space. You've started all sorts tonight. (laughs) It's going all over the place now. People chucking all sorts of (laughs) ideas to go with bolognese. Gordon in early just texted. He says, surely you've had a keeman on with it. Keeman arm with bolognese. <laughs> this is it, though. We're looking for, like, a new thing now for, oh. for bolognese. A new partner. Anything goes. It really is. Uh, Jason and Josie say, good evening, guys. Seriously, what are you on about? Penne? Extra long spaghetti with lashings of red Chianti is the way forwards. All right, Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> uh, quite a few people suggesting jack potatoes with it as well. And I used to work as a waiter back in Devon. We used to do a jack potato <laughs> with bolognese. Another great combo. <laughs> See you later, spaghetti. Now, we've got Pete on the line who texted us because he said he's got, and I quote, a brilliant replacement for spaghetti. Pete what is it? Uh, udon noodles. <laughs> <laughs> As in, like the little, like the noodles you would put in in, in like a Chinese meal or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like a ramen, you know. Or, um... <laughs> <laughs> so you're suggesting some kind of uh, far <laughs> eastern Italian <laughs> fusion? Yeah, they're thicker than spaghetti and they're wheaty. Um... Some people just want to watch the world burn, don't they? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have this? Do you have this in your 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 bolognese udon noodles? Um, I like to have it in a kind of miso soup based paste. You right. Know, with, um, but have you had uh, udon noodles in a bolognese, or is this just a a, a noodle based theory that you've got in touch with us about? It's just a noodle based theory. That's <laughs> right. So he's he's never actually tried it himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pete, you're not helping yourself. Oh dear. <laughs> So, uh, over the weekend, I must admit, when I booked a table at my local, I wasn't to know that it was going to be the last visit for a little while. But one of the, one of the notices I saw up on the, uh, on the wall in the pub did make me smile. Uh, and I thought, so, this is one of the strangest things I've seen in a pub for quite a while. Uh-huh. Uh, so, it was, an, it was an advert for, sadly, an event that I had missed. Okay? Oh. It had taken place uh, Monday just gone. <laughs> for psychic one-to-one readings. Obviously, at the time, that would have been ahead of Halloween. Yes. On the 31st. Uh, And it was an advert, but this was taking place in a pub. Psychic one-to-one readings in a pub with a private clairvoyant... Coronavirus measures are in place. Fantastic. So your your reading is safe and sound. You obviously <laughs> got to stay two metres within the crystal ball. Or do you uh, think they were going from table to table, telling people what's going to happen, or you go up to mate, them? I, I, I wish Amazing. I would have been able to see how this had gone down in a pub. I mean, look, drink responsibly, but we're all aware of what can happen if you've had a few too many pints, and maybe you are then maybe a little bit more open to what um, <laughs> might be read to you in a one-to-one private reading. There's a joke about 
out spirits in there somewhere. <laughs> Maybe you can furnish us with them. But, I mean, it, that's a strange sight for a pub. Whilst you're, you know, there with your port crackling and uh, your, uh, your, your pints, you've got somebody going round with a crystal ball and some tar- tarot Amazing. cards. It's a very strange Amazing sight. thing. But you do, you, you see, pubs are, 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 this is why we're missing them so much a little bit. Yeah. They're touchstones for weird things happening, I think. They are indeed. Unusual outcomes. So, as we miss them for the next four weeks, let's reminisce about some of the strangest sights you have seen in them. Let's open the floodgates right now. Uh, 8, 12, 15, you can text us. You can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Uh, somebody's already got in touch to say, sadly, it got uh, cancelled due to unforeseen circumstances. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That old gag. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, let us know. What are the strange sights that you see? Sammy's been in touch. Says a fella brought a horse Amazing. into our local one day. Wonder what did it have? <laughs> I'd love to know. That's not the old long face at the bar joke as well. I haven't just suddenly fallen for that one too. He's I? playing the long game if he is, because he's, he's just texted <laughs> yeah. you, and then he wants us to say on the radio, then he's going to text back. We'll find out in the next 10 minutes. I'm obsessed with what happened to my brother during an England game once when we were in, ironically, a pub called The Bush Pub. Oh, weirdly, right, OK. At the bottom of the Wells Road in Bristol. Spent a lot of years of my life in Bristol. We were watching the game there and he went off to the loo and then came back about five minutes later on all flushed and red and hot-faced hot and everything. I was like, what's wrong? What's happened? And he'd gone into the loo, my brother Simon, and there was a fella in there who we'd seen earlier on. He had, like, one of his arms out. And you know when someone has their arm in plaster on a wire? So yeah, it's yeah, at yeah. a right angle. Uh, the guy asked my brother... He said, I'm really sorry to have to ask you this, mate. Uh, but he asked my brother if he could help zip his trousers back up again because <laughs> he couldn't after he'd been to the loo. And he could, I guess I felt fell for Simon. Didn't know what to say, but it just kind of comes out at Christmases and stuff. The story oh, that is. Oh, brilliant! And uh, yeah, we keep bringing it up. Plenty of you getting in touch tonight. Uh, obviously, reminiscing about strange sights you've seen in pubs, uh, and there are no exceptions. The Absolute Radio team as well. Our very own and lovely Claire Sturgis. How are you doing, Claire? Oh, I'm doing so so well, and so happy to be part of your gang this afternoon. I love you guys, and I miss you so much. Oh, we miss you too. It's I mean the weird thing is the same for us here uh, at this radio station as people listening at home there's people we haven't seen for eight, um, for ages Months. when was the last time you saw yeah. the Sturge I've not seen the, the lovely Sturge for ages oh, literally I think in person since March on screen occasionally uh, but yeah <laughs> that OnlyFans only era was quite short lived though we did um, we, we might just, we need to go and drive past Sturge we just drive past and wave from the window like the Queen <laughs> yeah, let's do it let's do yeah. it yeah, yeah so what's the strangest thing you've seen in a pub, Claire. Do you know what, Richie, that the further you go into the Wiltshire countryside, I think the stranger things you see in pubs around where I grew up. But um, I want to take you to Salisbury in mm-hmm. Wiltshire. Yeah. One of the oldest, oldest pubs that I know of in the area. It dates back to the 1300s. Really, oh, wow. really old, really cosy. Also one of the most haunted pubs, allegedly. And it was used by the workers who were building the, the spire at the Salisbury Cathedral. And yeah. also, rumour has it that Winston Churchill and Dwight Eisenhower planned the D-Day landing in the back room of this Wow. Wow, that sounds amazing. That's the, that's the history. But the most famous thing, the weirdest thing about this pub, is there is a little bread oven in the side of the fireplace which holds a smoke-preserved, mummified hand. There you go, that's weird. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. I thought maybe like a little loaf or something like that. No, a hand. <laughs> wow. It's a hand. What, what's the name of the pub, Claire? What is it? It's called It's called the Haunch of Venison. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful little pub. And apparently this hand, for real, 
is um, it dates back to the 18th century and it belonged to a card player who was allegedly caught cheating. So he chopped off his hand, chucked it in the bread oven. There you go. I go thought when you were asked the name of the pub, you were about to tell us it's called the Mummified Hand. Yeah, I mean, it's, it well, see, seems like a tap-in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it's the uh, haunch of venison. So go uh, check it out when you're in the Salisbury area when it's safe to do so. Now, I'm just thinking of my group of friends over. here, right? And this is bad, but when we've had a few beers, people tend to lift <laughs> things out of pubs. And we've got a horrible collection of stuff that we need. Horse oh, brasses no. from Devon pubs and everything like that. People don't try and steal this hand, do they? It's like a drinking well, trick. Funny you should say that, Bush. It's been stolen, I think, at least two or three times, but it's always made its way back. Whether or not it walks like Sting, wow. family, but it has been stolen a few times, yes. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. So you, you, watch, you watch yourself, Bush. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So it does beg the question, and thanks for listening to the show, Darth Vader, obviously we just found out that he might be gluten intolerant at the very beginning of the podcast. Uh, in, the, in the world of Star Wars, do you think he is pro-spaghetti or pro-penne? Or what, what's his take on it? A very easy answer. Uh, yeah, I think you won the argument today, but I think I do have Darth Vader on my side <laughs> as a loser. In that penne ain't going to go through that grill, but spaghetti will. Pretty good point. It could get five or six strands of spaghetti through at once. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Let me hear you say. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. It's over. It's over. It's done.